Home Bible for tonight. And I salute you all in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, who was and who is and is to come. As we have gathered tonight, we are going to receive the express word of the Lord. I keep saying this, that the word of God is the most important thing for you as a believer. The thing you should pay most attention to in your life is God's word. You are going to take just 30 seconds and say that, Father, give Pastor Sam utterance. You see, sometimes you can preach for two hours and not really accomplish anything. But you can also speak two ways and accomplish so much in the realm of the spirit. The truth that we communicate are meant for your spirit man. And we must speak the right word at the right time. The Bible says that he teached me to speak the right words at the right time. The Bible says, word fitly spoken. Hallelujah. You are going to just pray and say that, Father, call, give Pastor some utterance and let the word have free course tonight. Lift up your voice for the ten, next 30 seconds. Lift up your voice. 30 seconds. Come on. Manto zibratas. Tapindinini dolemetilamatayas. De fremen di kasun tenimi delele makos. Eyente ninta tanda penunte mezunde praconde mezura papankise torida dadando lobogosidelo kilabataya. We pray, O God, let your word have free course. May my mouth utter, O God, truth in the name of Jesus tonight. I cause me to speak a word in season in the name of Jesus that will bless. Your children, in the name of Jesus, we give you praise, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 I strength, thy grace, I rule, thy word, I rent the glory. Of the Lord, let's sing it our strength, thy grace our rule, thy word our end, the glory of the Lord. You see, this is a confession. And it should be a confession that is in your spirit, man. Your strength as a believer is the grace of God. Hallelujah. What did I say? Your strength as a believer is God's grace. So what you need in order to be strong in your life is the grace of God. God said to Paul, he says, he says, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in your weakness. You understand? My grace is what? Sufficient for you, because my grace is my strength that I'm giving unto you. Hallelujah. When you have God's grace, his strength is perfected in you. Amen and amen. And grace is not something you work for. Grace is something that is available to you as a believer 24-7. The Bible says that come boldly to the throne of grace. The throne itself is a throne of grace. The one sitting upon that throne is called grace. You understand? The Bible says that 
the law came by Moses. Grace and truth came by Christ Jesus. He that is seated on the throne is grace personified. He says, come boldly to me and obtain mercy and find grace. So grace is available to you. 24-7. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Grace is your strength. So every day tap into the grace of the Lord. Hallelujah. Every day tap into the grace of the Lord. The other part of your confession is, our rule is the word of God. Our rule is the word of God. That is, our dominion is, is the word of God. Hallelujah. Our dominion is his word. That is, through the word, we are able to exercise dominion. You understand? The word of God is the dominion of God. The word of God is the authority of God. The Bible says where the word of a king is, there is what? Power. So the word of God is the dominion of God. It is the authority of God. And it is the power of God. Hallelujah. You reign by the word. That's what the Bible says. That, but they that receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness shall reign by that one shall reign in life by that one jesus christ who is jesus christ the word of god the bible says that in the beginning was the word john chapter number one verse one and the word was with god and the word was god this word became flesh dwelt among us we called him jesus hallelujah you reign by the word. So as a believer, your attention must be on the word. Without the word, you can never dominate in your life. You can't rule over sin. You can't rule over the flesh. You can't rule over the world. You can't rule in the place of authority that God has called you to be. You are seated in the place of authority, but you will not be able to exercise your authority if you don't know the word of God. That is why you need the light of God's word. The most important thing in your life is not prayer. Are you hearing me, somebody? Before prayer comes, there has to be a word. There has to be the understanding, the proper understanding of the word of God. That is why we labor in the word. You understand? We seek to bring you the enlightenment through the word. You see, the Bible says that he has delivered you from the kingdom of darkness in the book of Colossians and translated you into the kingdom of his dear son and made you partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Let's take it one by one. You have become a partaker, that is a participator, a sharer, a bona fide sharer. An authorized and licensed and qualified sharer in the inheritance of the saints in light. What is that inheritance? Your inheritance is the heritage for which Christ has made available to you. What is the heritage? Anything someone has fought for that has become your portion. You don't fight for it. You don't work for it. Somebody has paid for it. Your heritage in Christ is whatever the finished work of Christ on the cross, the finished work of Christ by reason of his death, his barrier, and his resurrection has made available to you. That is your inheritance or your heritage. Hallelujah. One of that heritage is what the Bible tells us, that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. 
And every mouth that raises words of judgment against you, you shall condemn. The Bible says, this is the heritage of the people of God. It is something God, by Christ, has made available to you. Hallelujah. But you will only be able to share in this inheritance or heritage of the saints if you walk in the light. So he says, partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. So as a believer, if you are not walking in the light, you cannot enjoy your inheritance or your heritage. What is the light? The light is revelational knowledge. Hallelujah. Revelational knowledge of the truth. As long as you walk in the darkness of ignorance, you will be denied the privilege of enjoying your heritage. So you are a believer, all things are yours, but nothing will be yours in experience because you are walking in the darkness of ignorance. Let me tell you, if you want to walk with God, you must be somebody who loves knowledge. Hallelujah. God cannot tolerate ignorance. That is why he said, my people perish for lack of knowledge. Knowledge of what? Knowledge of the truth. That is why the Bible says, in thy light shall we see light. Hallelujah. So as a believer, your desire should always be to find out or to seek the light of the truth. Revelational knowledge. Your prayer should be that, oh God, grant me revelational knowledge. Enlighten thou the eyes of my understanding in the knowledge of Christ. That's why Paul asks us to pray that prayer. Or you prayed that prayer for the Ephesians. Hallelujah. Revelation and knowledge. David said, the Lord will lighten my candle. What is that? The candle of the, listen, the candle of man is the spirit of man. You understand? The, when the Bible says the Lord will lighten my candle, it simply means the candle of man in the scriptures is the spirit of man. So when the Bible says the Lord will lighten my candle, it means the Lord will eliminate my spirit. You understand? Remember what? Remember what he said in Job, Job chapter number 32. The Bible said, but there is a spirit in man and the inspiration, that illumination of the Holy Ghost, give him what? Understanding. So when the Bible talks about the Lord enlightening your candle, it means God giving you divine illumination, bringing unto you the revelation of truth. Hallelujah. So that you can enjoy. The Bible says that we have not received, in 1 Corinthians, we have not received the spirit of the world you have not received what? The spirit of the world. But the spirit who is of God or who is from God, that you may know the purpose of the spirit is for your knowledge. The Holy Spirit came so that you may have revelational knowledge. The Bible says that what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of a man. Even so, the things of God knoweth no man, save his own spirit. The Bible says, the spirit searches the things of God. Yea, the deep things of God. Hallelujah. Manda The spirit of God knows the deep things of God. And because you have the spirit, you have access to that knowledge of the deep things of God. Hallelujah. So the purpose of the Holy Ghost in your life is to give you divine illumination. Divine enlightenment to lighten your candle, hallelujah, so that you come to the revelational knowledge of the truth. And what would happen after that? The Bible says, You will know the truth, and the truth shall do what? Make you free, hallelujah. 
The Bible says, wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. How does that liberty come? It comes to the revelation of truth. Amen and amen. Listen, it matters what you are hearing. I'm telling you, brethren, don't think that anything you hear, you just hear it. Everything your ear listens to is affecting you one way or the other. Be very careful what you hear. And be very careful how you hear what you hear. Hallelujah. It matters what you are hearing. Paul wrote to the Galatians. He says, Oh foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? Having begun in the spirit, now you want to be made perfect in the flesh. Somebody had brought another teaching that was not according to the revelational truth of Christ. And because of that, was bewitching the Galatians. Can I say, sometimes, men of God, we bewitch the people with wrong teaching. Do you know wrong teaching is witchcraft? I'm sorry. <laughs> Today, I'm going, fifth generation, we are going deep. This year is what the deeper life. Hallelujah. I said, wrong teaching is what? Witchcraft. You can bewitch the people through wrong, wrong teaching. Let me tell you, the witches you should fear most is not the one in your village. The witchcraft you should fear most is wrong teaching. I'm telling you, because through wrong teaching, people can manipulate you. Why would women line up on the beach and remove their behind for the pastor to watch them? Wrong teaching, bewitchment. Why would people lie down and be chewing grass in South Africa and the pastor will be walking on them because he says the spirit of God told him to do that? Wrong teaching. See how the people have been bewitched. Wrong teaching. So you see, when we talk about the light of truth, it is very important. The most important thing you need in your life, which you should pay attention to, is the word of God. The rev and you should always pray, Oh Father, grant me revelation and knowledge. Oh Father, grant me the light of your truth. Oh Father, hallelujah. And that is the main reason why he has given you the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost has not been given to you for goosebumps. To feel, ooh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Ooh, it's not pepper. The Holy Ghost is not pepper. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost is for revelational truth. Amen and amen. Somebody say with me, the Holy Spirit. Oh, talk to me, brethren. Say with me, the Holy Spirit is for revelational truth. Hallelujah. That is what you seek. Because listen, until you walk in the light, you cannot enjoy the inheritance of which you are a rightful participator. Hallelujah. A rightful partaker. So you need to walk in the light. The light of truth. Not the darkness of ignorance. There are believers walking in the darkness of ignorance. And the other day, I was saying something to someone. You see, even when it comes to the light, there are different kinds of light. Hallelujah. I can give you a candle and it will help you navigate your way in darkness. But I tell you what, a fluorescent bulb is better than a candle. Hallelujah. And I tell you what, the floodlights in a stadium is better than a fluorescent bulb. And I tell you another thing, brethren, the sun is better than the floodlights. What am I trying to say? There are levels of truth. Sometimes, eh, People go into the scripture and they find candles of truth. 
and they are walking by that. And another person will discover a florescent bulb of truth in the word and come and say, hey, there is something better here. And he's trying to give him the florescent bulb to help him. And he says, oh, no, no, I'm okay with my candle. And he will even fight you because he said, this one is a better light. Ah, but I tell you, brethren, we walk by the greater light. Hallelujah. I said, we walk by the greater light. So sometimes eh, the thinking you are receiving is not that it's wrong. It is simply inadequate. It is at the candle level of truth. But there is a greater teaching concerning Christ. Hallelujah. And his finished work on the cross and his resurrection that will give you the greater light. Hallelujah. What light are you walking with? Hallelujah. What light are you walking with? It matters. It matters. It matters. What light are you walking with? Jesus Christ. It matters what light you are walking with. Somebody say, it matters what light you are walking with. Listen. Listen to me. You need to labor in the word of God. And find out truth in the word of God. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. And there's a, there's a principle I've learned. Sometimes, when you see somebody walking with a candle, and you carry the sun, and you're trying to show the person that the, that the sun is better than the candle, and the person is not accepting it, don't destroy the person's candle. Leave him to walk with his candle. You walk with your son. At a point, the person will come to the realization, because when you destroy his candle, he will have no light at all, and no light at all is worse than having a light. Hallelujah. So there are levels of truth. And the prayer is that, oh Father, bring us to the accurate knowledge of the revelation of your truth. It matters. It determines the level of liberty you walk in. It determines the level of freedom you experience. It determines the level of participation in the glorious riches of our inheritance. Hallelujah. It determines the level of dominion you would walk in. Amen and amen. Let me tell you something. This issue concerning our salvation is not a joke. Hallelujah. Let me read something to you. First Peter chapter number 1. If you have your Bibles, we'll read from verse 3. I'll read quickly. The Bible says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy had begotten us again unto a living hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Hallelujah. Who according to his abundant mercy had begotten us again unto a living hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Let's read on. I don't want to dwell on that. That is so loaded, but we'll not read that. And listen to this. To an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that faded not away reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. Hallelujah. Wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season it need be ye are in heaviness through manifold temptations, that the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Whom having not seen ye love, in whom though now ye see him not, yet believing ye rejoice with joy 
joy unspeakable and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your soul, of which salvation, hallelujah, this is the part, of which salvation, what salvation is it? The salvation that awaits us or the salvation that we have received in Christ, hallelujah. The prophets have inquired and searched diligently prophesied of the grace that shall come unto you. Hallelujah. Searching what or what manner of time the spirit of Christ which was in them did signify when it testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glory that shall follow. Unto whom it was revealed that not unto themselves but unto us they did minister these things which are now reported unto you by them that have preached the gospel unto you with the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven. Which Things the angels desire to look into. Let me tell you something. This salvation we have from our Lord Jesus Christ, it is so great a salvation. The Bible says, what shall we do if we neglect so great a salvation? A salvation that began out of the love of God and the abundant mercy of God, which had absolutely nothing to do with you and everything to do with God. Hallelujah. If we neglect it, what shall we do? The Bible says this salvation, even the angels wanted to look into it. Amen and amen. But still, that is not where I want to dwell because all the things we read is serious. But that's not what I want to dwell on. Listen to what he says. He says, wherefore, get up the loins of your mind, be sober and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you are the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not fashioning yourself according to the former lust in your ignorance. But as he that called you is holy, so ye be holy in all manner of conversation, because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. If ye call on the Father who without respect of person judged every man according to his work, pass your time of sojourning here in fear. For as much as ye know, now listen to this, for as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation, that is your vain lifestyle, Received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you. Hallelujah. Christ Jesus was foreordained before the foundation of the world for you that means even before anything existed you were in the mind of god he thought about you hallelujah he thought about us and he foreordained christ for us that's why the bible calls christ the lamb of god that was slain from the foundation of the world in the intent of god the lamb was already slain he had already made provision forgiveness of sin had already been made available even before Adam sinned that first time. Even before sin entered the world through Adam and by that death, the provision had already been made. Listen, nothing catches God by surprise. Hallelujah. I said nothing does or catches God by surprise. In his foreknowledge, he has made provision for everything. Amen and amen. Listen to verse 21. Who by him do believe in God that raised him up from the dead and gave him glory 
that your faith and hope might be in God. Listen to verse 22. Seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit. How did you purify your souls? By obeying the truth. What was that truth? The truth of the gospel. That Christ Jesus died according to the scriptures. He was buried according to the scriptures. And he was raised unto new life for our justification according to the scriptures. That was the truth. And by believing that, you obeyed the truth. And through that, you purified your souls. Hallelujah. Unto unfeigned love of the brethren, see that you love one another with a pure heart fervently. Hallelujah. Then he goes further to explain what he just said. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible seed. Hallelujah. By the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. For all flesh is as grass. And the glory of man as the flower of the, of the grass. The grass withered and the flower thereof falleth away. But the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. Hear me, you are a product of the word of God. Hallelujah. That is why your dominion is in God's word. Amen and amen. You were born again not by a corruptible seed. The seed from which you were generated. It's not corrupt. It is not subject to death and its influences. You understand? The seed from which you came, it is not subject to death and its influences. Because you did not come from the first Adam, you came from the second and last Adam. Hallelujah. The first Adam, when he sinned, the Bible says that he begat after his likeness. In Genesis, God made a law. He said to everything, he said, everything should produce after its kind. It is a law. So tomatoes produces tomatoes after its kind. The seed of a tomato is in what it produces. Hallelujah. The fruit it produces. Goats produce goats. So they carry the DNA of goats. Hallelujah. And they will grow to become goats. And they will behave like goats. Nothing will change that nature. They produce after their kind. When Adam sinned and when Adam disobeyed God and sin entered the world and that death, Adam procreated. Adam also begat. Adam also produced after his kind. Not after God. The Bible says, let us make man in our own image and in our likeness. God made man after his kind. But when Adam sinned, he made his generations after his kind with a sinful nature. That means everybody that came out of Adam was subject to sin and death. To the dominion of sin and death. Hallelujah. With its attendant influences. Corruption, sicknesses, and what have you. Hallelujah. So it doesn't matter how highly moral you are, you are still subject to death. Because you came out of a corruptible seed. God said to Adam, the day you eat of this food, you shall surely die. Corruption setting. Corruption is setting. Hallelujah. Corruption setting. 
But something happened on that day when the second and last Adam came and he suffered the many contradictions to him and he died on the cross and was buried. And the Bible says that on the third day he rose again by the power of God. Something glorious happened. A new generation of men the Bible says that Jesus Christ is the first born from the dead so that we also like him will be raised after his likeness. You understand what I'm talking about? We are also raised after his likeness. Is somebody hearing me tonight? I said we are raised after the likeness of Christ. So in Christ Jesus, you are not after the corruptible seed of Adam with its attendant influences. You are after the incorruptible seed of Christ. Because Christ is the word of God. So the Bible says you've been begotten again by the living. It is a living way. It is not dead. It is an Adam begot when he was dead. This God said to him, the day you sin, you shall die. He died spiritually. So when he gave birth, everybody was dead. Dead man giving birth to dead children. Dead men tell no tales, brethren. Hallelujah. You understand what I'm talking about? But Jesus, that don't go zininicates, the living word begot you. In when you believe the gospel of your salvation, you were begotten again by that incorruptible seed. It is an indestructible life. It is a life beyond death. Immortality. The Bible says that he has got mortality to view. Amen and amen. So as a believer with immortality in you, from time to time, you should experience moments of immortality in your mortal life. Uh, I pray, may miracles of immortality begin to manifest in your life in the name of Jesus. Through your understanding of the word of God. I said, may miracles of immortality Begin to begin to happen in your life in the name of Jesus. That is why the Bible says that if the spirit that rose Jesus from the grave dwells in your mortal body, he will quicken your mortal body. Where is that quickening coming from? It is coming from the immortal life. Hallelujah. May you have experiences of immortality in the name of Jesus. Uh, from, from, from time to time, uh, you should have. The laws of mortality must be suspended on your behalf because immortality dwells in you. You have an incorruptible seed in you. That is where you came from. Amen and amen. It's an incorruptible seed. It is indestructible. It is a life beyond death. Amen and amen. It is called resurrection life. Resurrection life. That's why Jesus said, He that believed in me, Though he be dead, yet shall he live. And he that liveth and believeth in me shall what? Shall never die. We don't die. Somebody say we don't die. We don't die. That's why the Bible says that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believed in him should not perish. We don't perish. We don't perish. Everything in this world has an expiry date. It doesn't matter how long they live, they will have an expiry date. Even Methuselah, the one who lived so long, he had an expiry date. A date came when he died. Hallelujah. Everything has an expiry date. There is only one thing that does not have an expiry date. 
That is the new creation in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. That's why the Bible says, for all flesh is like what? Like the grass. All flesh is like what? Like the grass. All flesh is like what? Like the grass. And all the glory of man, every man can acquire in this world to glorify himself in. The cars, the, 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 the degrees, the accolades, the achievement, everything, all the glory of man is as the flower of the grass. The Bible says the grass withered, the flower falleth away. Every flower, no matter how beautiful it is, does not last. After a while, it fades away. Go to the field. Or if you want, plant a flower. After a while, the flowers, they'll fade away and a new flower will come. It will also fade away. It does not abide forever. That glory does not abide forever. It does not. Hallelujah. But we that are born of the incorruptible seed of the word of God, the Bible says, but the word of the Lord endureth forever. Hallelujah. And this is the word we preach to you. Hallelujah. The word we preach to you is the word that endureth forever. In the word is that glory that abides forever. That glory that increases from one level to another. That is why the Bible said the path of the righteous, it gets brighter and brighter until the dawn of the day. We don't fade away. We don't increase to come down. We increase to keep on increasing. Hallelujah. It's hearing truth tonight. I said we increase to keep on increasing. Amen and amen. Say with me, I'm increasing by the day. Hallelujah. It is a function of your understanding of truth. Amen and amen. You are not like the flower of the field. There is all men. All men are like grass. Caesar, Pharaoh, the kings of old. The Roman emperors, they were all like grass. They made great boast in their time. Sometimes you thought they were immortal. The Egyptians thought their pharaohs were immortal. They mummified them, but they are dead and gone because all men are like what? Grass. Michael Jackson, when he was in his element, all that glory he had, it was like the flower of the field. He fades away. Today, where is he? His glory is gone. It's all gone. All the things men seek is all gone. That's why the Bible says, What shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world? Because all the glory of the world is like the flower of the field. Here today, gone tomorrow. It fades away. It fades away. But there is a glory beyond this life. There is a glory, ah, that is of the transcendent life. There is a glory of immortality that is, comes out of the incorruptible seed of God's word. That does not fade. It ever increases. That is why he says that from glory to glory, from faith to faith. Hallelujah. Mm. They all go from strength to strength that make appearance before God in Zion. Your glory is the word of God. Your glory is what? The word of God. That's why I keep telling you, the, the thing you need to pay attention to most in your life is the word of God. Seek to understand it. Seek to gain revelational knowledge into the word. Seek to be enlightened. Seek for God to lighten your candle. Hallelujah. Because the word is your glory. The Bible says that we are with open faces, beholding us in the mirror, the glory of God. The glo- When we look into the mirror, what do we see? The glory of God. What is the mirror? The word of God. 
beholding us in the mirror, the glory of God, are being changed into that image, even as by the Spirit. Hallelujah. There is an inner transformation going on. As we keep beholding, we are changed. As we keep beholding, we are changed. As we keep beholding, we are changed, hallelujah, into that same glory. Hallelujah. So can I say the believer is the glory of God? Can I say that? Jesus Christ. Because you are changed into that glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Immortality is at work in me. Hallelujah. I do not perish. I do not waste away. My glory is not like the flower of the field. All men are like grass, yes, but I am not a man. Hallelujah. 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 I belong to a new breed. I don't belong to the first Adam. I belong to the second Adam. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ. And I'll show you something. Do you know why Jesus is called the second and the last Adam? Because you see, the second Adam, the Bible says, is the Lord from heaven. The one who came down was incarnated. God incarnated is the second Adam. After he died and he rose, he rose a new man. That is the last Adam. And we also rose with him and we are in him. So we are the last Adam with Christ. Hallelujah. Jesus. The first Adam, the Bible says that he made a living soul. The second Adam or the last Adam, the Bible says, is a life-giving spirit. A life-giving spirit. Do you know that you are full of life? Because eternal life itself dwells in your spirit. The Bible says that I've come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. It's in you. You have eternal life. So listen, when you speak forth, you are issuing life. That is why you can speak life to your death situations. You can speak life into your family. Hallelujah. You can speak life into your situations. You can speak life. Speak life. Speak life. When you open your mouth, issue life. Hallelujah. Listen, we are not beggars. We are not people walking around not knowing who we are. We are not like everybody. No, we are different. We of a different stock. We of a different breed. Hallelujah. Our progenitor is Christ, the Lord from heaven. Amen and amen. We are not like everybody. We may look like everyone, but we are not. We are not. Of his own will, begotten us by the living and abiding word of truth. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God. Hallelujah. Is somebody hearing me tonight? Is somebody hearing me? Tell, me, tell with me to James, James chapter number 1. James 1, 18. The Bible says that of his own will, begotten us. With the word of truth, again, it's the same thing. That we should be a kind of first fruits unto God, of his creatures. First fruits of his creatures. Do you understand that? Everything in this world is a creature. That means that it was something created by God. Every living thing is a creature of God. But we that have been born of the word of truth, the Bible says we are the first fruits of all of God's creatures. The principle of first fruits is the first fruit is the first and choicest and best part of a thing. 
So when you, God looks at his creation, we, those that have been born of incorruptible seed, we are the best part. The creme de la creme. Hallelujah. We are the choicest part of creation. The ones in whom he delights. Hallelujah. Is somebody hearing truth tonight? Amen and amen. I said, is somebody hearing truth tonight? You are the choicest part of God's creation. That's why the Bible calls us a peculiar people. A peculiar people. A peculiar people. We are peculiar. Andabashata Bayosoloboko says. A people whose glory is the word. A people who have the incorruptible seed. Death has no power over us. The Bible says that, oh death, where is your sting? Where is the sting of death over us? We have a life beyond death. Amen and amen. That's why we can look at the influences of death in sickness and say to sickness, go away and it goes away. Hallelujah. If you are sick in any part of your body, lift up your hand wherever you are. I command that sickness to go in the name of Jesus. If it is a pain in your leg, a pain in your arm, a pain in your back, may it depart from you now in Jesus' name. I speak life to your body from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. May your blood be purified in the name of Jesus. I pray that may immortality begin to have effect in your body now in Jesus' name. I enforce your healing now in the name of Jesus. May you be quickened in your mortal body. In the name of Jesus. I curse cancer out of you. I curse diabetes out of you. I curse them out of your body in the name of Jesus. They will not be there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, this is when you gain the light of knowledge, you begin to dominate as God intends of you. Amen and amen. We will explore more of this and the glorious riches of our inheritance when we come for the retreat. Hallelujah. When we come for the retreat, oh, we will delve deep because listen, that one, we will have time and we will delve into it. Jesus, we will enter into another realm. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ. Let me tell you, Christianity is not a religion. It's not a religion. A faith generation, we are not just a, some friends who have just gathered because, no, no, no. We are a family of believers who have come together under the sanction of the Holy Spirit. You understand what I'm talking about? With a message that has been given to us because we are sent of God. We are not just called. You know some people who say, I have the calling of God on my life. Do you know what a calling is? The Bible says we are all called of God. What is that calling? It's salvation. If you say you have a calling of God, when God calls you, what do you go? You go to him. But when you are sent of God, that means you are coming from him with something. Anytime God sends you, he sends you with, so he sends you with a message. Hallelujah. And that message carries the power of God. That's why Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. For it is the power. When we preach the gospel, we are preaching God's power. The power that breaks the yoke. The power that releases men. The power that brings men from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. The power that heals the sick. The power that raises the dead. The power of God is released. Hallelujah. When we preach the gospel, as I'm preaching to you now, the gospel, the power of God is being released. Amen and amen. We are sent with this message. It's a particular message. The Bible said there was a man sent from God. Hallelujah. Fifth generation, we are sent from God. We are not just called. Yes, we know we are called. That's our salvation. 
but we are sent ones. Apostles of his grace. Amen and amen. So Lorraine, you will preach the power of God. You understand what I'm talking about? Rhoda, you will preach the power of God. You understand? Abby, you preach the power of God. Barbara, you will preach the power of God. Ah, Peter, you will preach the power of God. Absolutely, you will preach the power. Rita, you will preach the power. When I say you will preach the power of God, what do I mean? I mean you preach the message of his power. What is the message of his power? The gospel. That means that as a believer, you must understand the gospel and be able to communicate it. That is your assignment. That is what you are being sent with. Jesus said, as the Father sent me, so send are you. You understand? Hallelujah. We are sent. Say with me, I'm sent. Say with me, I am sent. You are sent. You are sent by God. How can they, how can they believe on him in whom they have not heard? How can they hear without a preacher? How can they preach if they not be sent? So the beginning is the sending. And when you are sent, you do what you preach. You preach what? A message. What message? The message of the gospel. You must understand the message so that you can be able to communicate it. Because through that message, faith is imparted. So that by that faith, men can call upon the Lord. And when they call upon the Lord, the Bible says, all them that call upon the Lord shall be what? Saved. Hallelujah. Oh, what a beautiful life. What a beautiful life. This is who we are. This is who we are. We are not just here doing something because, you know, it's nice to do it. No, 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 a thousand times. No, we are not having a retreat because we miss each other and we just want to be there and have fun and see each other. No, not because we don't have anything to do with our time. No, or because Orlando is a beautiful place. No, we are gathering because the eagles are gathering. Hallelujah. I said the eagles are gathering. Denemendola bakasente bayegas. The immortal ones are gathering. Hallelujah. Jesus, something is going to happen to you. Those three or four days will be to something will happen to your spirit, but you will not be the same again. You will not be the same again. I'm telling you, get ready. What did I say? Get what? Ready. Prepare your spirit, man. The most important thing you need is yours to prepare your spirit man. Prepare. Prepare your spirit man. Hallelujah. Oh Jesus, lift up your voice and we're going to give God praise. Come on, lift up your voice right now. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice and begin to give God praise. Begin to thank God that you are born of the incorruptible seed of the word of truth.